0: Hello, and welcome back to the Grubcast. I'm Jim Grubb, geeking out about IT infrastructure. Last week, uh, we talked about Cisco's uh, multi-way innovation strategy. And one of the components of that strategy is to invest in companies that are doing things, uh, that are building products and capabilities that are complementary Uh, To Cisco products and in this episode I had the opportunity to sit down with John Smith now John is one of the co-founders of live action and live action is a company that has made uh, a product that allows you to visualize uh, flows on the network it gives you uh, not only visualization of the actual flows but it allows you to do things like monitor end-user experience and see it in a visual way They've done some very interesting things with uh, artificial intelligence to allow the uh, automation of repeatable tasks and uh, to support expertise and learnings. And it does it in a way that's quite interesting where it keeps the human in the loop. You train the system uh, to make it better over time. It also has uh, intelligent alerting. So when something goes wrong, it gives you an alert and it has advanced analytics. And this is uh, on millions of records per second to identify uh, potential threats and issues before they impact the user experience. So uh, this week we're going to talk to John and I had a chance to sit down with him recently on telepresence and ask a little bit about live action. Well, welcome, John, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us today let's uh, let's get started uh, by first of all why don't you give me a little background on live action and uh, as you were founding the company um, what were the problems that you were trying to solve uh, for customers that are uh, trying to automate their infrastructure sure
1: so live action is a startup we're invested by Cisco and we started uh, to help our customers, that wanted to integrate Cisco's great capabilities, things like I-WAN, SD-WAN, and make it usable and uh, be able to leverage that technologies within their enterprise to perform their digital transformation. So we make the different portions of more accessible, doing more analytics, but making it understandable, we do a lot of visualization and also machine learning to help automate that whole process.
0: Right. So you're, you're at your technology is adding on adding value to the Cisco products. Does it is it part of the Cisco product? Is it incorporated in it or is it standalone? Or how does that all work?
1: So we're a DNA center ecosystem partner. So we leverage that platform to do various things. Uh, We help with SD-WAN, you know, pre-deployment, post-deployment, SD-access. So we see all the different capabilities within DNA Center, and we add value by providing analytics and visualization to help our customers, you know, really be able to deploy and use that technology.
0: Give me an example, just a, a broad example of how someone would use your product to manage their infrastructure.
1: Yeah, so a couple good example is, you know, historically people have been using iWAN and as they deploy it, you know, they use our product to understand what the network patterns are, what the policy should be. And once they roll out iWAN, we can help you understand and troubleshoot that better. And right now there's the migration happening from iWAN to SD-WAN and we can actually help you on both sides with the same capabilities. So we're kind of a bridge How
0: How is it, what is it that you do to ease that migration?
1: It's really about, you know, being able to pull the right data from all the different sources in a very granular and scalable format, and then visualizing and running things like machine learning to make it understandable.
0: Right. So give me an example of the kinds of things that you are visualizing.
1: So a lot of it is, you know, customers have applications and they're, in branches, they're on the campus, and they need to send that data to various places back to their data center, to their cloud, public cloud, but more and more to their SaaS applications. So IWAN and SD WAN are great technologies to help you do that and you know, leverage different WAN transports. So what we do is we can show you, you know, before you deploy these fabrics, you know, how is that pattern working? Where should you deploy this? And as you deploy it, looking at which application should be classified by your intent slash policy and how well is that working and being able to troubleshoot that?
0: So you can you can actually see problems as they arise graphically through the graphical yes. user interface, right? And then and then I'm assuming probably click to fix the problem.
1: Um, Yeah, we have some of those workflows as well. So we have capabilities for QS configuration historically, and we work with that on the iWAN product. And more and more, we'll be working at at higher-level policy level as well as DNA Center and other controllers come in place.
0: Right. Could you uh, just give me a general description of the architecture? What does this look like as a product?
1: So on the... We're all virtual appliance, so you can run this on your VM infrastructure and public clouds. So we have a centralized server and distributed collectors. And the collectors can you know, gather various telemetry as required, SNMP, NetFlow, the usual information. Then we aggregate that back, run advanced analytics, including you know, predictive machine learning. But I think the, one of the key things is you know, there's a lot of machine learning and AI happening, but you have to visualize it and make sense of it, so that the, yeah. the network operators can make you know leverage that technology.
0: Yeah. Right. Now, so the collectors, uh, what kind of an agent is that? Does that sit in the network device? Is it a separate server?
1: Um, it's a separate uh, virtual appliance, and you okay. can run it. You uh, know, just start collecting and accepting telemetry. Very okay. easy to set
0: up. Yeah. Okay. And then, how does it? How does it then interact with DNA Center?
1: So we have various integrations. So historically we had APIs to grab device inventory and information so that once you, when you initially roll it out, we can grab semantic information about sites and devices much easier. And then as you're actually understanding how these different technologies are working, we have integrations to tie back, like for example, there's a user. What is the user's uh, performance or characteristic? How many devices does it have? DNA Center has all that information, so we don't we didn't have to build that into our technologies. We just uh, able to bring up DNA Center in context, so that our customers can understand who is this person, how many devices does it have, was he onboarded correctly? So it kind of works as part of the workflow.
0: Right. So that. So you're pulling and importing that data essentially from DNA Center, which is doing, in, the, in that sense, is, is acting as the agent. Right. And so this, uh, I know it works with DNA Center, but I believe it, it, it also will work with your ACI fabric as well?
1: Yeah, so we can grab telemetry from the Nexus switches and uh, flow and other information, but we also have agents that you can deploy into your servers and grab flow information. So whether you're using ACI or you know, any uh, data center, you can actually look directly from the endpoints, you know, how the flows, what the network is, uh, performance is, but we can also get it from the actual underlay as well, and overlay information.
0: Let's do a little bit of a deeper dive, if you wouldn't mind, into um, the architecture and how this works. So let's take an example, uh, for example, with, with SD-WAN. What would your implementation look like?
1: Yeah, so SD-WAN, you know, previously was called Vitella. We've been integrating with them for uh, a long time. So they help create this fabric across multiple transport. And as customers are doing their digital transformation and cloud migration, it becomes really critical that they have uh, ability to make sure that the application performance is good. So what we provide is the ability to talk directly to the VEdge, which creates the edge of the fabric with a uh, controller that they have within VMANAGE, and then be able to analyze that data. So we can collect all the granular information from the edges correlated with information from their controller so that you get a good understanding of how well those applications, how those transport is working. And then from our perspective, we can also provide coverage beyond the V-Edge into the campus data center and branch, for example.
0: So you get a little more end-to-end throughout the infrastructure. And then once you do that, then how does the machine learning work to take that data and turn it into insights?
1: Yeah, so from the edge devices, uh, we can grab flow information and we send that to our machine learning uh, backend. and we have various models and we're coming up with more models all the time. But one of them is just anomaly detection in terms of application behavior. So we'll look at a, a particular site, look at that flow information and on a per time of day, day of week, and also, you know, particular days in a month, we'll understand that pattern and after about a week, we get that data. You know, we, the model becomes more accurate and we can start doing uh, predictive analytics saying, hey, there's something going wrong or something anomalous. We'll show you that data and then you can tell us, you know, yeah, this is uh, something that we need to look at further. But we want that feedback so that we can make that model more accurate. So the human input is actually very important.
0: Right, now, so, so is the end application here for Managing performance, or is it security, or is it both?
1: It's primarily for application performance, but you know security incidents can cause performance issues as well, right? But we're not looking for security anomalies. We're looking for application behaviors more so.
0: Right. So that, and then, would you use that data to uh, do dynamic uh, provisioning or changing of the infrastructure to? make sure that you always have enough bandwidth, for example?
1: Yeah, and, and I think with a lot of our large enterprise customers, with the number of branches that they have, it's hard for them to really know if, you know, there's there are more customers at a particular site or more users being migrated there. So we kind of help you automate that process of knowing that there's a certain trend or pattern happening, and these are the key ones that you should look at. Because if you have a 1,000 sites, you know, you can't spend every day just looking at it. You want to automate that process so we can tell you what's
0: important. So, do folks use that for uh, capacity planning kinds of things?
1: Yeah, that's actually an interesting point because you know people think that once you deploy like an SD WAN, you know you don't have to do the traditional capacity planning, but you actually have to. So we have that workflow built in. So you know over time, do you add capacity? But sometimes a site decreases, so you want to do, reduce the cost for that particular you know bandwidth. Uh, for that site. So yeah, definitely a key part.
0: All right. So that's uh, SD-WAN. What about uh, access? What about in the switching parts of your campus network?
1: Yeah. So SD-access is like really interesting. And we spent a lot of time the last few months working with the access team to really dig into, you know, how do you analyze, you know, SD-access? And the driver for SD-access is very important to help, you know, automate the whole campus uh, enterprise um, switching layer. And I, I think I talked to you before about the whole digital transformation and how people need to, you know, reduce their opex so that they can spend more time on the, yeah, the transformation. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. So this is going to be like a, a massive change where people can, you know, make it so much easier to create networks of people, people that are communities of interest and add security so that, you know, like if you add IoT devices, for example, they're on a separate virtual network than your regular users. So it's all about security, but making it flexible to be able to add additional services, users, and applications easily in a secure manner.
0: So give me an example of how your, the, that visibility that you give me uh, augments what you can already do with the, with the controller too. Uh, to provision those kinds of services, for example, or you know, troubleshoot those kinds of things.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm showing a visualization here of the actual fabric. And people have never seen this before, but basically what it's showing is the capability to see on the left-hand side all the virtual networks that's running on that fabric, what are the individual groups within that virtual network, who are the actual users within each group, What applications are they using and who are they talking to? So with this fabric, you have this one total view of what's happening uh, from the edges of who's talking to who, what applications. So this is really, you know, something that's unprecedented where you couldn't see this before.
0: Yeah. It's a really interesting graphic for the the folks uh, on the (laughs) podcast. I'll just describe it a little bit. It's a, it's a flow diagram. That shows on the left-hand side, you see the virtual network. You see the the group within that network. You see the users. You see the applications, uh, and you see the ser- all the way down to the server IP even. And you can essentially visualize all of the traffic and all of the flows between all of those things. Right,
1: and then at the um, intent level, you're creating policies to define each of these uh, levels. So with our visualization, you can verify is the intent being met. So for example, different virtual networks shouldn't talk to each other. Like IoT devices shouldn't be talking to the virtual network with users. And within each of these virtual networks, you can create groups of of people or devices as well to further segregate this. So there's definitely security built into this. But, you know, you want to verify that is that intent being met? Like for this particular campus virtual network, it's going to do two separate groups, D set of users. Is that what you actually intended to so, be, give so, that visibility?
0: So this visualization is not coming from the policy. It's actually coming from the actual configured network flows that, that you're extracting from the, from the agents that you run. Is that, am I correct?
1: Yeah, so we don't necessarily have to have agents, but we're getting telemetry directly from the CAT 9K and the fabric that Uh, actually builds.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay, so you do, you collect telemetry in different ways. You have agents, but you also take the data that the networking devices will give you as well.
1: Right, and then we have, you know, integrations with DNA Center. So when I click on a particular employee, We can bring up the DNA Center Client 360 and Device 360. So who is this person? How many devices? Does he have an iPad, a smartphone? Uh, What is his performance characteristics? So
0: we have this information. I see. Pardon me for a moment. So essentially what you do is when you click on that, it then launches a, a tab for DNA Center where you get the additional data about that user from DNA Center.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So what DNA we, Center
1: has a really big wealth of information about you know, the end users, the wireless. So we definitely want to leverage that and tie it back to the fabric. Outside. Right,
0: right. And of course, that's coming, the, the, uh, that's coming from ICE, from the uh, Identity Services engine, which is yes. one of the nice things about with DNA Center. If you've already done that work to define identity, then that just automatically imports into DNA Center. Do you use ICE information uh, directly also? Do you interact directly with ICE in your product? Yeah, so,
1: yeah, we actually, you know, integrate the ICE using the PX grid. So what we're seeing is, you know, uh, as customers roll out DNA Center and other technologies, we can interface directly with the Catalyst or your ISRs. Once you have a fabric, we can integrate directly with a fabric. Once you have DNA Center, we can integrate as well. So we provide that migration where, you might not be fully into DNA center but you need to get this metrics or information to you know uh, get the deployment going and operationally but as you get those pieces in you can integrate that way as well and
0: you essentially you end up just getting more and more data with the the more the more agents essentially whether it's in the networking device or uh, our external the more visibility that you have and the more you can then visualize that data essentially
1: yeah, and, and there's just a plethora of data and all these different types of data. So it's, it's really how do you bring it all together to make sense of
0: that. Right, um, right. I'm a, I'm a visual person myself, so this <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me when I look at it this way. Now, uh, what about for wireless?
1: Um, so with SD uh, access, you know, the wireless becomes you know, part of that edge and as those users, these users could be wireless, and they have devices on the wireless I as see. well. So, yeah, the the fabric integrates seamlessly with the wireless component. So.
0: Okay. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we take a shot at a, a virtual audio demo here for our uh, listeners? Um, maybe we can. Uh, you can give me an example of uh, take me through how how we might use the product, and uh, we'll have to describe it for folks since they don't have can't view the screen here but why don't we get why don't we go ahead and do that and uh let's try a virtual audio demo okay
1: sure so let me do an example using sdwan if that's okay
0: that'll be great sure
1: okay so uh sdwan is is really great at you know, connecting all your different branches, sites, and using multiple transport. But, you know, we wanted to provide uh, visual analytics of, you know, what is really happening. You can have hundreds and thousands of these sites, but we can visually show it in a, a map here, and we can show all the tunnels.
0: So what we're looking at here is a, uh, a map, in this case, of the United States and Europe. And I see, I see a location in Texas, a location in New York, and a location in London, it looks like.
1: And they're all connected by these tunnels that's creating the fabric. And we actually created these integrations so that you could understand, you know, what's happening between New York and London, for example. So I can mouse over and, you know, get specific information. And the fabric actually tells us information about bidirectionally how that application is performing. So for example...
0: So you just you just took your mouse and you, you moused over the link that we see between New York and London, and a pop-up window comes up. And what is the <laughs> pop-up window telling us here?
1: So basically you have two service providers that's providing the connectivity between the site, and you have a policy for your Citrix traffic, and voice video
0: all right so in this case it happens to be it looks like it's an MPLS circuit and uh, just a over-the-top internet, internet circuit yeah.
1: and, and the, it's telling us that there's some problems here and you can mouse over and get specific data of you know what is that problem
0: so I see two different kinds of traffic I see Citrix and I see video traffic here it looks like the video is red telling us there's there's an issue with your video traffic
1: so there's some packet loss happening and jitter and latency is fine. But you know you really want to dig in and understand you know, what's getting impacted by this. So right. you so, can actually click on this. Yeah,
0: before you get there, so what we just did was just as, as this pop-up window comes up that shows us this uh, red area, when you mouse over the red area, it gives you the high-level data of why it's red. In this case, it looks like it's because of packet loss.
1: And then, you know, let's, Dig into that pipe and see what's happening, and I can click on the link, and it will actually take you to this view. Uh, so so this, this is
0: the uh, the flow view that we saw earlier. Yeah.
1: So this correlates uh, a bunch of telemetry from different aspects of the system to make it into something that's understandable. So left hand side application. So SD-WAN has deep packet inspection uh, through App ID, and we integrated that. But you know, we wanted it to correlate with the flow telemetry that we're getting from the edges. So we can correlate it to like DSCP markings or right. you know, source destination IP. And then we can correlate it to which service provider is that application taking, and then the performance of that. So for example, you know, the citrus traffic is getting marked um, a particular marking and also best effort, and then it's traversing over internet. And it's, you can see the actual status of Citrix is actually green. The voice video is actually having some issues here. And so the and voice then,
0: video know, in this case has been routed over the MPLS network.
1: And it seems to be doing a little bit of both like internet and MPLS. And we can drill down further into this to look at what's happening. And basically we can give you, uh, metrics and visualization of, uh, what that transport is doing. So the top graph, is showing what traffic is going over the internet. And then the bottom graph is showing what's going over the um, MPLS. So now, are, are, these, that... are
0: these uh, real-time graphs? Is this data live? Is...
1: Yeah, these are real-time graphs. And you can kind of compare that. It's kind of like a sawtooth pattern where when the internet was good, the voice traffic was going over there. Uh, yeah, and I then see. when it was bad, switched over to MPLS.
0: And how far back in time can you go? Because it looks like this is Allowing us to go back—is there some cache or something?
1: Yeah. So we have a big data backend, so we can store it in granular format as long as you have disk space, and and we're pretty efficient at compactly storing all this information too. Right.
0: So okay. So that's interesting. So if you're if you have a problem and you discover it, and uh, it's been some period of time, you can actually look at it over time and see 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 the problem as it's emerged, even potentially.
1: And and a lot of Products, you know, they kind of aggregated away after like, you know, a couple of days or a week. But for us, we stored in raw format so that if you had an incident a week ago, we can show you in pretty good granularity what happened.
0: Yeah, that's very cool, very cool.
1: And one more thing I wanted to show is at the very bottom here, this is the metrics for the service provider. So the great thing about SD-WAN is you can measure the performance of your ATT or Sprint network and be able to show uh, the service provider, they I had these latency jitter, packet loss issues over time, um, and that's what's causing those
0: issues. With my right. So, so, essentially, you can, you have the visibility into your uh, service level agreement, for example, so you can see if they're actually meeting that that agreement.
1: Yeah, and before they didn't have that type of telemetry, but SD WAN, I WAN, they're always running uh, synthetic tests across their tunnels. So you get these metrics continuously and you can run a monthly report and then have a good conversation with the service provider. This is the kind of SLA
0: I'm getting. Are you guys doing any integration at the application level other than what we already saw from a flow identification perspective?
1: Yeah, we we primarily use the Cisco infrastructure because they do a great job with things like AVC to measure application performance in flight. So we grab that. So from a network perspective, you can understand, you know, server delay, client delay, application performance. So it's kind of complementary. That's great. Yeah, so, you know, we have, you know, pretty good detailed views of all the different infrastructure pieces. So what I'm showing here is a live topology view of that SD-WAN network that we were just looking at. So this shows you, know exactly how the network in New York, for example, is connected to the MPLS and internet and to all the different sites. So it's it's a next level down detail, but it's a live topology where you can look at all the applications, how it's uh, transferred.
0: I see, so you just clicked on the flows tab and now we're seeing the (laughs) individual flows uh, color-coded across that same topology.
1: And you can interactively play with this and, you know, it ties back to the whole intent. Like you're setting policies in SD-WAN based off of prioritizing voice over IP, for example. Yeah. Is that intent being met? And is it following the rules that you you set? So we give you that visualization to verify that.
0: And you can continue to drill down deeper and deeper by as you just get into that topology. And I, I'm assuming you can sort of filter by traffic type and things like that.
1: Yeah. And you can see that this actually updates every 10 seconds. So if you want a real-time view, we can provide that. If you want a DVR and play this back historically, we can do that. So very, very good granular data. Interesting enough, every time we've installed this and showed the customer this, they find something wrong with their network. So it actually works.
0: Right. Now, how is this different? Uh, for folks that haven't had a chance to maybe try out DNA Center, how is this different than the tools that are already in DNA Center, for example?
1: Yeah, we provide a higher level visual analytics view of that. So we spend a lot of time on, you know, understanding, you know, how to present data that's understandable. So, you know, a tier one support person can look at this and make sense of it as, as also a network architect. So I think it's really great data within DNA Center, how do you visualize it across that whole fabric and then make sense of that.
0: Yeah, now, you were talking about the machine learning. I'm you know, very interested in that because I think that's, that's the direction we're gonna go with a lot of these tools and capabilities. Is there a separate interface within the application or is that just running under the covers?
1: Yeah, so I can show you that. Um, so on the, we call it live insights. And what this does is it's basically learning at the, the back and, and analyzing all the flow data. And then we only present information that's relevant. So the problem is at large enterprise with scale, there's just so much alerts. So our goal is to automate that, is just show you things that are relevant. So right. here, for example, we're showing you like you know, voices becoming anomalous. You can see this big peak speak, right. uh, so- spike
0: coming. Yeah. So for the, for the uh, for the audience here, what we're looking at is we're looking at a graph that looks like it has a trend line, but it also has some uh, gu- looks like guardrails, and <laughs> I'm assuming that that's sort of limits that the machine learning is setting and saying if it goes out of this limit, then we know there's. We need to alert, for example. Is that is that a correct assumption?
1: Yeah, and it gets more accurate over time with more data. But we found that we need human input to tell us, like, is this really anomalous? Is this something that's important? So you can push this button and tell us, yeah, this is actually important. Tell me more about these kinds of incidents. And our model gets more accurate.
0: Ah, uh, I see. So you're you're actually training it as it goes. And the more you do that, the smarter it gets. So, yeah,
1: but we don't know your network, so you have to tell us right, these contexts. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, you know, that's there's an interesting phenomena around automation, but you know there are, there are still a lot of things that people can do much better than the machine can do, right? Oh, yeah, and absolutely. what's interesting is when you combine the machine capabilities with human capabilities, you end up with the best of both worlds, and that looks like exactly what you've done here
1: augmenting the capabilities of the human operator with machine learning. Right, so
0: how would you go about, just give me an example of how would you go about you know, setting up a view?
1: Actually, we already have models. You don't have to set up anything. Okay. So we have models to look for um, pattern changes in terms of routing, uh, pattern changes in terms of like bandwidth, and we're adding more and more. Another one that we're going to be coming out with is predicting if you're going to have QoS issues within your
0: network. Right, so essentially... From within your product, you go you go to the insights tab and click on it, and then uh, you choose one of those models, and then it starts to show you data from that model.
1: Yeah, so it's it's 100% automated. Uh, you don't have to set anything. Uh, we'll just start looking for things that are, are anomalous, and if it's not important, tell us. Just dismiss it. Click on we'll the dismiss why.
0: button. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's thumbs a times. thumbs up button, a thumbs down button, and a <laughs> dismiss button. What's the more button? I see. There's a more button. Can you give additional information?
1: Yeah. So when you click on more, we show you that issue within context. So we'll actually go back and you know show you you know where did this happen and all the different uh, data metrics right. associated with
0: that. Now, so, now when you want to use one of these these tools, I'm assuming it, it is looking sort of infrastructure wide. Is there any way to limit it to, uh, say, just you know one geography or, uh, you know, to a certain uh, part of your infrastructure, for example, only wireless or something like that?
1: Um, you can to some extent, but it's also by telling us, um, you know, what's important or not. But you can, you know, sort this in you know, very by sites if you wanted to or other categories, and it'll go into our alert system as well. So from there, you can categorize. And we have integrations to things like ServiceNow, so that if you want to tie this back to your Service Desk, we can do that as well.
0: So does, so when you do that, does this data then imports into ServiceNow, so they can see it from a ticket perspective or something like that?
1: Yeah, so our alerting capabilities, yeah, through ServiceNow, we can open a ticket there, ah, okay. and then as you okay.
0: fix the ticket,
1: you can tell us, and in, in our alerting system, we'll dismiss that automatically.
0: Ah, very interesting.
1: I think one thing that's very interesting is the SD-Access. So I know we talked about it earlier, but this is actually the SD-Access fabric. So this is the new Cat9Ks, and I know uh, there's been a lot of um, Cat9K sales recently, but it's a very capable switch, and it's very critical for SD-Access providing that fabric. And you're we able so, to get telemetry.
0: Yeah, again, so just, just for our listeners, uh, what we're looking at here is, again, we're looking at a network topology map. We can see individual switches, and it looks like we can even see configuration within the switches visually here.
1: Exactly how it's connected between the uh, different Cat9Ks, and then we're overlaying the NetFlow information. And what's interesting is, on the client side, where the uh, the devices are, it's all applications, but... As it traverses this fabric, it's all VXLAN, and we can correlate that and make make sense of that.
0: I see. So we're actually seeing those VXLAN flows, right? Which, because everything is tunneled anyway in those, yep. so there's nothing else except VXLAN in this case. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you are you are you t- um, taking advantage of the onboard processing that these uh, new uh, 9K switches have?
1: Yeah. So we leverage the the flow capabilities. We're going to be adding in the uh, encrypted traffic analysis. Uh, so, yeah, as more and more capabilities uh, are in the fabric, we'll leverage that for sure.
0: Great. That's great. Well, this is really exciting. It's, um, if I was running a network today, I'd be using your product. <laughs> it, uh, it really, you know, from a, for, if you're visual, uh, these tools are turning all of this rich data that we get from all the telemetry that we're now starting to generate and turns it into visual insight, which is, you know, goes from data to information to insight. And it looks like you have done a very nice job with that. So, well, congratulations on your product. And uh, I'm glad that Cisco has made an investment in your company because you guys are doing some very (laughs) exciting things. And uh, I just want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to to, uh, talk a little bit about your product and and uh uh, and show what you're doing
1: yeah thank you very much yeah really appreciate uh, being on the podcast and being able to show our customers the ability to leverage dna center
0: thanks for joining us for this episode of the grubcast if you want to learn more about live action head on over to liveaction.com and if you want to give yourself a demo log into Cisco's D and search on live action and you can spin up an instant yourself. I'm Jim Grub. This is the Grubbcast.